Welcome to the Nativity Podcast, where we give listeners a behind-the-scenes look into the life of our active Catholic parish here in Burke, Virginia. How can we help you grow in your own faith? Listen to find out. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Nativity Podcast. I am your host, Father Ed Bresnahan, parochial vicar here at Nativity Parish in Burke. And with me as always... Your co-host, Mary Castellano, Nativity's Director of Social Media. Oh my gosh, everybody, we are so excited to be back here on the air. We we're back. are Yeah, we're back with an incredible season three. Can, Mary, can you believe we've made it through three seasons? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we started this uh, over a year ago. We started this over a year ago just thinking to ourselves, how can we showcase the different things and the many things that we do in our parish? And we just thought, you know, maybe a couple episodes here, a couple episodes there. Who knows? Who and knows? now, who knows? And God has really sort of blessed this thing that we're doing, this ministry, and uh, and has really showcased some incredible some incredible people. So, we're, uh, so with the go-ahead from our wonderful pastor, we are ready to kick off season three. We have a great season in store for you guys. We sure do. And beginning, beginning with, uh, I'd say a running theme, um, uh, beginning with a running theme, season one, we had Operation Starfish, season two, we had Appalachia Home Build, and here we are, season three, with a group called No Hands But Yours, Mm -hmm. and with me from No Hands But Yours is founder Manuel Ponciano. (laughs) He's he's pointing (laughs) up because he knows that the Lord is really the founder of the ministry, Uh, but we welcome Manuel Ponciano, we welcome John Rubino, we welcome Jim Van. Valentine. To be fair, they actually brought an army, right? They had three <laughs> other guys that came for the podcast, but we just don't have enough room in the in the booth. Yeah, th- that's <laughs> definitely a first. And that's that's amazing that you brought so many people who are so willing to share about mm-hmm. this particular ministry. That means I think we're doing something right today. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So guys, we're going to get ready to start. We are so glad to have you guys on the show today. Um, we're going to start because we always start with some kind of little icebreaker and everything. Since this is a, a, a ministry of gift, a ministry of service to others, right? And allowing God to work through our hands. Thought to, to ourselves, God always seems to surprise us in random and strange ways. He never, I always like to say he's never outdone in generosity. Mm-hmm. And so I got to ask you guys, and Mary, I got to ask you, what's a time that sort of God surprised you in an act of service or surprised you by being an act of service to someone else? Mm-hmm. That's a great question, Father. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is during the pandemic, I was kind of put in charge of live streaming here at Nativity. And I had that, that is not my expertise. Video, I love to tell people, is not my forte. It's not my expertise. <laughs> there was a woman on our school staff who was a huge, huge help to me. Her name is Melissa Sinclair. And I, I can't even name just one particular event where she just helped support me when I had no clue what I was doing. I was lost. There was technical difficulties. I didn't know how to troubleshoot something. There's a global pandemic uh, happening. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, the world feels like it's falling apart. And Melissa was just there at every single turn to help me. Did not matter. Like day or night, weekend did not matter. 6.30 in the morning, literally on a Sunday. I'm like, Melissa, please help me. I don't know what's going on. And she would answer. And anyway, so just a huge early shout out to Melissa. But she was the one (laughs) who just offered her own service and 
technical experts to me. So I entirely grateful. Absolutely. When I was uh, when I was an early priest, new in my ministry, I had just taken a flight and come back, and I was supposed to have somebody pick me up from the airport, uh, but they weren't there. No worries. I know that sometimes they get delayed. So I took the the metro to a spot that's, you know, a couple miles away from the parish. I thought to myself, well, maybe they'll pick me up at the metro stop. Not too terribly hard to do that. Uh, as I'm walking, I realized I was like, well, they're they're not here. They're not here to pick me up. So I'm ready for this no. two mile walk with all my luggage and ready. Oh. Just so embarrassing, too, because no. you're like, you know, full priest regalia. Everybody knows you. So they're like, you, you OK? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and then the worst part about it was then my phone dies. Of course, my phone dies in the middle of all of it and uh, as you do it's a string of bad luck so I have no way of finally getting a hold of the guy to say hey please come pick me up so I don't have to walk two miles with all my luggage but as luck would have it one of our local guys one of our local um, one of our local homeless men living in the area uh, was just kind of there on the side of the side corner doing his normal panhandling and he waves hey father hey father how are you and and as I wave back I just realized I was like wait (laughs) and and, and I kind of humbled myself a little bit and I went over to him and I I said hey can I borrow your phone I I, I was able to use his phone to call the parish and get hold of somebody who could come pick me up and uh, and so I didn't have to walk uh, I had to walk two miles to get back to the parish with all my luggage and it just really humbled me in that moment because so often we think about helping other people but the beauty of the dignity of a human person is that there's not a soul in this universe that doesn't reach out Mm -hmm. and can be Christ to you Mm -hmm. so I absolutely love that wow So, John, what what have you got for me? Well, first off, thank you, Father and Mary, so much for having us. This is so wonderful, and we're excited to be here and share uh, about the ministry. But for me personally, I think that my whole life and what I've tried to do is give, give, give. But in my times of, you know, need, I had a need last year where I had some struggles and some challenges. And right away, I think the common, you know, thing we want to do is, all right, I could do this on my own, but I think we need to realize, well, no, there's people out there. And if you take a deep breath and start with the Lord and praying to him and discerning and asking, you then realize that there's so many people around you. So I had my aunt, I had cousins, I had my sister, I had friends, everybody that was out there. And it really, God was teaching me there to say, hey, Instead of being prideful and thinking of yourself to fix this, since you came to me, I'm going to open this up to you and show you all these wonderful people that I've brought into your life. And that just opened my eyes to just all the wonderful people that he's put around me. And now I look at that and say, if I need help, I'm going to ask for it. And I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to try to do it on my own. And that's just something that God taught me. It's something I needed to learn. And it got me through that difficult time and was one of the big things that helped me get better and improve my health and my wellness and also building on great relationships with those people to continue to know that they're there for me. So, Amen. So, Jim, what about you? Well, I have a single instance, at least from the ministry itself, that uh, both Manuel and I had experienced at the same time. And that is as part of our daily rounds on Sunday, we have a certain circuitous route that we do. And on one of the days that we did this, uh, we ran into a gentleman who was about six foot three, six foot four, and he weighed about 240 pounds and didn't have any shoes. Mm. And uh, he was walking around in socks, and we, I asked him, I said, do you need a pair of shoes? He says, I'd love a pair of shoes. I said, what size do you wear? He says, I wear a 13E, 
or double E or something like that. So I, I made a mental note of it, and I said, well, I don't know where I'm going to find a 13E because I've been trying some of the local thrift shops, and they usually go up to 12s, and occasionally you'll find a 13, but not a 13E. Mm-hmm. So as fate would have it, we went around and did our usual rounds, and at one of the places that we stopped, at one of the people that we had gotten to know fairly well over the time that I had been with him, we were passing out sandwiches and just got to talking a little bit and said, look, he said, uh, do you guys need any shoes? And I said, do we ever? I said, well, there's a gentleman that we just left who has no shoes, mm-hmm. but he wears a size 13E. And he disappeared into his tent and came back out with his tent in a box, a size 13E, double E pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Brand new, oh converse, converse, no less. And uh, I looked at Manuel and I said, this is God working through him as he tries to work through us. I said, it's one of those rare instances that I've been exposed to where I got the help from them that I tried to provide them in return. And so we quickly drove by, found this gentleman. It's not hard to find him. He's six foot three, 270 yeah. pounds. He stands out. And I handed him a pair of shoes and I said, this is from one of your fellow inhabitants. And he looked at me, he says, somebody in the, somebody that lives in a tent gave you these? He says, yes, but somebody from above gave him those. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to share those with somebody that didn't have it. Wow. And that's one of the things that we find uh, so often here is that everybody you would think would take as much as they can get when we hand out things. But there's a there's a something in the culture that basically says we're happy to have enough. And when we have enough, that we'll share the balance with who those that don't have. So mm-hmm. it was a very, very meaningful moment for me and I think for you as well. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Amen. That is special. 13E. I wonder if that's Shaquille O'Neal, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's probably in the 20s. <laughs> now we, we need three nine and a half. Yeah, just yeah. In case. <laughs> just Those in case. Those are easier to case. find. Just in case. <laughs> so, Manuel, what's a, what's a time in your life, maybe, mm-hmm. that uh, that that you got to be the exper- recipient or, or got to experience that joy in service? I learned from my mother who told me that when she was looking at me as a baby, she looked at my fingers and said, what these hands are going to do? So my mother was the example for me of uh, giving away, even though when she was in need. So I started doing it uh, in my way to work and coming back from work. The the thing that actually uh, amazed me the most was when I went to New York and bought a lot, a lot of sweaters with hoods for the homeless people that in such a beautiful sweater that my daughter says, Dad, can I get one? And I said, of course you can get one. So I went uh, that uh, night and gave one to a person who was uh, sleeping on the vent of a metro station with the steam going up. So it was uh, warm. It was winter time, And gave one sweater to him. And uh, the next day when I was coming to work, and noticed that he had given this sweater to someone or some other homeless that was in need of it. Oh, oh wow. wow. So you got to watch them not only receive, mm-hmm. but also be able to give as well. It was amazing because the guy, he didn't have anything. And it was a new sweater. And then he just gave it away to someone in need. That's incredible. And, and that leads into exactly what it is you guys do. And so kind of 
paint the picture for me. You just said that you it started by going back and forth to work to New York and in a couple of different places. And I love the image of your mother looking at your fingers and saying, what are these hands going to do? What are these hands going to do? And I feel like that's probably the seedlings. That's the beginning, the planting of the seeds of, of what we do now. But tell me a little bit about how No Hands But Yours got started. What happened is that when I was little uh, in Guatemala, I, my neighbor had a problem of, with her heart. And she kept singing. So I asked my mom, why Tina? Tina was singing. And she said, because she has pain in her heart. So the, her singing will take her uh, away the pain. So one night I was here uh, with a big pain on my heart. And I says, oh my God. So I woke up and went to have a drink of water. And I said, what do I do? I says, Lord, help me for not doing what I should have done. I went back to sleep, and the next day I talked to my wife and says, this is what happened to me, so something happened, you had to sell the house and take care of the kids and stuff like that, and she cried. That was a Thursday evening, and then the on Sunday I called Guatemala, and my mother answered and says, what is going on with you? And I lied. I said, nothing is wrong with me. She said, yes, four nights ago, your Uncle Charles, who had already passed away, who, he loved me like his son, said, the only child is came to me and tell me that you were in very difficult and grave situation. Mm. And I lie again. I said, no, ma'am, don't worry. Nothing is happening to me. But that was Sunday. On Monday, I went to the doctor's office and I went to this stress test, exams, and the doctor said, don't worry, it was probably a gas. So I tend to forget about it. I went to work. But then I went to fix my car. And the mechanic who was called an illegal one, <laughs> told me, your car is okay, you don't have to pay anything, it's, 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 you, the brakes are okay. So I saw all of these daily laborers outside, and I said, well, I was going to spend the money <laughs> fixing my car, so why don't I spend the money giving them something to eat? Mm -hmm. So I started, was a food truck, and it's a Winnie Beanie that we <laughs> just visit on, on Chillington Sundays. And so I started giving away uh, this, until a gentleman from Nativity told me, are you... I spent it too much because I was buying the coffee and I was buying the hamburgers and all of this uh, in Winnie Beanie. And she says, why don't you make coffee yourself? So I want to give you something. He gave me a coffee pot and we started giving mm -hmm. coffee. Uh, was less expensive for me. And I felt so proud until I ran out of uh, supplies. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I found that someone had left in front of my door coffee, sugar, cookies and says oh my god this is not me mm. some is this a, something is doing it so i i kept doing that i kept doing that i kept doing that and and suddenly everybody started learning about it and they gave me food they gave me cookies they gave me coffee they gave me sugar bread and many people had helped me a long time nuns and lay people mm -hmm. uh, sister manuela i remember that in, in California Street is the queen of the uh, America's church. She used to give me Safeway money, uh, bread, mm -hmm. and also a priest that actually is now a, an auxiliary bishop in the Diocese of Washington. Uh, we started the winter uh, yeah, winter uh, drive, mm -hmm. and so he provided me jackets and stuff for the for the homeless people. 
What an amazing thing. So now, wait a minute. Now, so this is amazing. So it started just by simply providing coffee and food to the local guys who need it. And then it translates into just making regular visits, making regular visits. Do you do it every day or every every week or once a week? Every day. Every day to visit the local homeless and just provide whatever you have. Yes. If it's jackets, if it's food, if it's coffee, everybody needs coffee. Mm. Um, so so that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I got to ask, John, how did you and Jim... How did you guys get? How did you guys get connected to Manuel? Well, I I was uh, attending a men's group there that uh, one of our personers, Rick Lafredo, runs on Saturday mornings, and I never I didn't know Jim at the time, and um, Jim had talked to us. This was about a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago, about this wonderful ministry, and he he talked about what Manuel was doing, and he talked about uh, how he was helping the community and you know what they were doing, but that it was you know not a lot of people there was maybe two or three people it was manuel i believe it was um, joe joe mccain and mike mike uh, lawrence and mike lawrence right and so it was the four of those men and so uh i was inspired right away to say how can i help and right away i wanted to make this and i wanted to do that and and it became overwhelming at first but then i kind of stepped back and said all right how what can i do to help from what I know I can do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being in the military for 20 years, I love to organize. So I said to Manuel and I said to Jim after they took me a few times with them, because usually on Sundays is our big run. We go down and we bring in about 120 to 150 sandwiches, four cases of water, gloves, eggs, bananas. I mean, we go with two to three cars stacked with supplies and we hit these different checkpoints in, in Washington, D.C. and in Arlington. And so I, I experienced it at first to see it, and then it kind of dawned on me that, hey, we need more people. We have a wonderful church. You know, God, God just put the seed in my head, and I said, let's let's start getting more parishioners involved. And so we started getting involved with, with Mary, and we started getting involved with Maureen Anderson to put notes into the bulletin. And the next thing you know, we, we had a, a virtual meeting, and 30 people are joining us and now we're managing 30 people who want to help and what can I do? And my daughter has service hours for confirmation. Can she help make sandwiches? And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is just running and we were just like, wow, this is, this is awesome. So we stood up a sign up genius. We started getting more people involved, which alleviated a lot of the, the labor as far as doing it from just the four of us and really Manuel and Jim. And it got more people involved and more people started to see the joy we were getting out of it and what we were bringing. And it reminds me of how Jesus was, right? Jesus just started. He was the pebble in the water. And I always say the ripple effect kind of mm-hmm. took over. And that's what's going on now with this ministry. We continually bring on new people, people that want to help, that enjoy what they're doing and helping us. And um, it's a wonderful ministry. I mean, we love it. And you know what is really interesting? One thing that stood out to me about that Zoom call that it must have been a co- just a couple months yeah, ago, you were there, summer right, yeah, of yeah. 2022. Yeah. And uh, there was a woman on who, she doesn't live close to Nativity. I don't think she's a parishioner, but somehow she found out about it and she was just so moved that she just wanted to help. She right. said, what can I do from so far away that I can come support this particular ministry because it's such great work. Mm-hmm. So He comes also in from Ashburn. Ashburn. Ah, she yes. Manuel on Wednesday. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I'm glad. And she's a retired policewoman. Okay, wow. And she was referred to Manuel through Joe, friend of Joe's from work. And she's she does Carmelite. that. A, yeah, another Carmelite also. Okay. And basically it took that as, as something she always wanted to do and has been very faithful about it. I, I got involved after watching Manuel 
for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like what John was saying. You know, I had this. I, I knew I wanted to do this, but I was still working, and I didn't know whether or not this would be the right time. I wanted to wait till I retired so I could. I don't like to join something I can't contribute to. But a series of circumstances, Manuel had to go out of town. Joe had a situation with the family that he had to deal with, and there was nobody left. And Joe asked me if I could chip in, and I, I didn't know about it. So I went, and I think Manuel That's how they get you every time. <laughs> Manuel secretly lassoed me into this thing. But it was not, it was actually, you know, when, when something happens to people you respect, and you have an opportunity to help them out. It's kind of like what John was saying. Uh, we basically, my wife said, what have you gotten yourself into? And I said, uh, nothing. God got me into this. <laughs> so I think she got a call from my If you want to blame it, blame God, but I'm not going to blame God. So are you retired or no? Not yet, no. You know what's so interesting? We've heard this before. Someone in the in on a previous episode said they wanted to wait until they were retired, till yeah. they had quote unquote more time right. before diving into um, a ministry or God's work. So I I love that you are so involved, even even as you're still working. God well, doesn't wait for our time. It, That's it, right. It's, it's on his time. really. Uh, I've been reading a book by uh, about Mary and how she was distinguished from everybody else because she was actually open to God's call. Mm-hmm. And it kind of resonated with me as like, I, you know, I've been trying to close that gate so that it met my convenience. But when in fact God knocks, opens that gate up, it's, it's for you to take advantage of that opportunity. And I realized, you know, this is what happened here. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, uh, it's not anything that I personally uh, want to claim any credit for because I think as, as Manuel said so eloquently, it's really God's working with our hands, mm-hmm. and I think that's the purpose of this mission, and that's why it's that's why it appeals to people because a lot of people don't know how they can put their energies and income to play to reach people in D.C. They may not want to go to D.C., mm-hmm. but they recognize that the people in D.C. don't have many alternatives because they can't leave D.C. So they're living in tents and they're living on park benches and they're living in the corner of some house, uh, not a house, a building usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the time that I've been there, and, uh, and Manuel and, and John, we've seen how we have people that work in those buildings that will come over and give us contributions saying, oh, wow. we watch you guys do this every Sunday and you never take anything. I only have 20 bucks, but I'd like you to have it. Mm-hmm. And they come wow. over and they give it to us. And, and it's wh- kind of what does that go to? What does that $20 yeah. go to? Yeah. Uh, it, we turn it into toilet paper. We turn it into mm. hand sanitizers. We turn it into uh, sandwiches. Uh, clothes, sandwiches. We make up, as John said, uh, between 120 to 160 sandwich bags, which have bananas in it and have, mm-hmm. have sandwiches. We make up three different types of sandwiches now. We make up peanut butter. We make up bologna, uh, bologna and, turkey. Ha- and turkey and we have people every once in a while come up and say, do you have roast beef? And we say, no, get back oh. in line. <laughs> but no, I said, we're not a deli. We're not yeah, a roving deli, right. but we are here to feed you. So yeah, then everybody beautiful. lines up in line very orderly, and they, they proceed through. And we, we give them water, and Joe gives them coffee, and uh, we hand out those items that they need. Generally, at the end of the day, we can look out, and everybody is eating their breakfast or their lunch, as they call it. And uh, we walk away feeling that guys done something through us that we would probably not have done ourselves mm. had he not put that seed in us and then nourished the seed through his graces and love. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's an opportunity at the end of this day, we always say, you know, 
this is how you have to spend your Sundays. Wow, you need yeah. to spend it with the poor. You need to spend that doing what God wanted you to do. It's very rewarding in, in that regard. It's tiring, sure. but it's very rewarding. And, yeah. and I think it's a, it's a blessing that we have Manuel's our leader here. But I think it's yeah. God God leading Manuel. So yeah. Yeah. Manuel and, and, is shaking his head again and pointing up, pointing <laughs> up to the too? Yeah. I was just going to say, too, I mean, from what I take away from it, too, is the fact that when we go into D.C., we're actually helping people, we're obviously giving them the, what they need, you know, the, the material, flesh things that they need to survive. But at the same time, the joy I get is when you just see the smile on their face, the look in their eyes, the just the time we take to, to talk to them. So, like, enjoy giving out the food, but then we walk around. I mean, at, th- at that point, you're just hugging people. You don't care. You know, you just love being around these people because they're just so excited to see you each and every week. And we can, you know, just, just like Jim said, we're, we're bringing, you know, what we can, but then sitting down, talking to them. You know, what can we do to help you? What are your challenges? You know, and they, and they appreciate that. And, and I mentioned this before. We, I looked into one man's eyes about two weeks ago. His name is Nate. He had these blue eyes I've never seen before and this face, and he was very emaciated. But I said to myself, that's Christ right there. Yeah. That look, he looked back at me. He had a beard, gray, and just a smile on his face to say, like, with his eyes, thank you, thank you. And, and you know, Father mentioned this before in one of his homilies, and I'm stealing a, a page out of his book and St. <laughs> Teresa Lazoo, but we do ordinary things with extraordinary love. And, and that's what God does with us is that, Jim said it, we just go out there and open our hands and God says, I got it from here. Yeah. And same thing with Mother Teresa saying, you know, it's not how much you give, but how much love you do and what you give. Those little things are just what keep, you know, us going and just give us that motivation. So Manuel, please jump in. We really preferring kind donations uh, instead of money because uh, money actually can be dangerous because the love of money is the cause of what evil. Mm-hmm. But we take advantage of the homilies, for example, the homily today of Father Ed. He says, he has told my line when I was going to tell this afternoon because actually um, we had to have the heart of Christ to be able to do this because uh, you, t- you asked me uh, when we said I had to uh, get up early and, and prepare the food or do something like that, or it was raining. But what I really love the most is when women get involved. I had some surprises last weekend. We had a surprise because in this tent, it's actually a writer who lives in in the tent. Mm -hmm. And there is a beautiful lady whose name is Rebecca, who is living close to him. And there is a a color people in front in another tent. He is handicapped. And he, he has a wheelchair. So we provided for her a small bed because he was he was sleeping in his wheelchair. Oh, wow. And we put some pallets on the bottom and a small air mattress on top. And, and the lady, the police lady provided the sheets. But it's important in the case of women to have a tent because they need to dress up uh, outside the eyes of, of men. And... Um, I seen people from the parish, when they go, we said, thank you for coming because we need you. Uh, the, for example, the wives or some of the present people here, I, it, it surprised me. The first time I met uh, Jim's wife, mm. I said, sorry, I don't know you, but I need your help. Can you, can you help me with this? Because distributing uh, women clothes yeah. to women, 
And she said, yes. Mm -hmm. But by the time she started, she was hugging the homeless people. And he was, he says, oh my God, this lady has a soft heart. Because it was yeah. the first time. Mm -hmm. And the other lady who lives over there, Rebecca, when I went to put the bed inside the tent of this handicapped person, I saw that he uh, urinates in a small uh, device that he, you know, because he cannot, he doesn't have a bathroom. And then when I was leaving, she didn't see me. She went inside the tent and got his uh, urine and he was cleaning it. Oh, yeah, okay. And the other guy has uh, some kind of coolers that we provide ice for them. And in the coolers, they stuff uh, s store some food. So it's kind of like a miniature refrigerator uh, for and them. Then, yeah. And then he has a stove. He is a vegetarian, but he cooks meat for the other guys mm -hmm. oh, close wow. to him. Wow. And we provide, try to provide him with vegetables so he can comply with his uh, habits. He has an um, ankle thing because he committed a crime. Mm. But but he has been so nice to us, and he said, I am here because of something I did. I was addicted, and then I get in trouble. But I separated from my wife, and my children didn't like me at, at the beginning. But now when they come, and I always have to talk to them, I explain that I'm not a bad person. So they start loving me again mm. back. Mm. So very good examples. And the, the best example I can tell is for someone when we distributed the winter clothes uh, for men, uh, we en we ended up with almost nothing. The, the the auxiliary bishop went with him with what we had, almost nothing. The next day, there was a, a guy who says, I am a newcomer, I don't have a jacket. C uh, can you give a jacket to this gentleman? And I says, I'm sorry, I only have uh, women clothes. Mm. But again, among the women's clothes, we had a red jacket that was left because they thought there was for women. And I gave this young man a jacket, and he looked at me and said, Thank God. He looked at me. He didn't understand. So I spoke to him in Spanish. I said, Dele gracias a Dios. And he didn't understand me either. So the other guy who asked for this spoke in his own dialect, his own language. And he understood immediately. Wow. What an incredible, I love this. So the sense that I'm getting and help me like walk through this, mm -hmm. you guys, obviously like it's a daily helping the homeless visit. There's certain checkpoints around DC and Arlington, Virginia, uh -huh. uh, where you just go, you provide and it's, it's, Initially, it's sandwiches but and coffee, but it's also turned into, you know, whatever you happen to have, you're able to give. You, whatever you have, you offer. And one of the things that strikes me, this mm -hmm. is just to kind of, uh, kind of tie all the pieces together, is that sometimes... And we don't always think about this. When we think of helping the homeless, it's almost a very generic thing. It's like the, oh, I'm going to help the homeless. Like everybody needs the same thing. Mm -hmm. But it sounds mm -hmm. like you guys are very particularly keen. And it happens when you have to listen. You have to listen to them first yeah. to be able to provide sort of what they need. So in the case of being able to mm -hmm. sort of respect the dignity of homeless women, mm -hmm. being able to have somebody even a, if it's your first time tent. to be able a, a tent to be able to handle those kinds of things mm -hmm. um but in other cases it's a 13 a size 13 double e shoe mm -hmm. <laughs> in yeah. other cases it's uh it's being able to find a jacket for somebody who wasn't necessarily sure what the normal the normal thing is when you do this every day is there always sort of some sort of a little surprise, surprise some sort of a sort new of thing a that you have to figure out it's a two-way street they always give us something back Mm -hmm. I tend to think about the homily of, of Father Bob, 
who said that uh, we are all instruments. Mm. And then I said, well, and I said to him, last time I saw him, he says, we are all instruments in the symphony of love, mm. love of God. But we had to tune up, otherwise we... that's a great analogy great analogy that is that's fantastic well and i think a lot of people too think that you know if if they don't have money and they see someone who's homeless Mm -hmm. they don't talk to them they don't look at them they don't acknowledge them and it's like well that's okay if you don't have money lower your window and just hey good morning Mm -hmm. hope you're doing okay you know it could keep you in my prayers i think that there's always an opportunity um bishop barron said we can help keep the poor out of poverty so that the poor can help keep us out of hell Wow. So I thought that was pretty, wow. pretty good. That's right? pretty deep. That's poor great. Keeps us, we keep the poor out of poverty, so they keep us out of hell. So you think of Lazarus, right? And mm-hmm. that was uh, one of our gospel readings a few weeks back. But just, just to be able to give what we can, Jesus and doesn't want us to always just give money and this and that. He he wants us to give us everything. And Jim said it, you know, the sacrifices. You know, I have my wife and four kids, and on Sunday, you know, I want to sleep in, and I want to go to Mass with my kids at 11, so to get up at 5.30 and, and make Mass at 7 and then go and spend time. And that's the other thing. We enjoy spending time with each other so much that, like, the fellowship we have and the car rides down is just, that is almost as cool as what we're doing because that's when we grow in our faith. We're talking about, we've, I feel like I'm an apostle with Jim and with Manuel and with Joe and with Mike and with Marcelo. We're like the apostles in the car and we're driving out and we're feeding the villages that the apostles provided for so it's really cool moment, i just had a moment where i realized as a father i'm entitled to dad jokes every once in a while <laughs> yes you talked about course. being the apostles well if you read the acts of the apostles it says they were all in one accord oh so i like that that's a really bad honda joke honda. right there wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> couldn't gosh. resist sorry <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's amazing the, the apostles were all in one accord one accord <laughs> um obviously when we're listening to all this and and watching how it grows and develops um it's amazing how god sort of just provides maybe i should probably sort of uh, set the set the stage it's after mass people are leaving a sunday mass there's chaos everywhere right there's always chaos and it's funny because if you come to nativity you'll see people will have left food for you guys they just kind of stack them up along the side they put them in one of our side rooms there's just food everywhere and so there's chaos going on where you guys are moving food into a truck and uh and so i'm watching these two things happen simultaneously i'm watching one group is putting food away and one of you guys comes up to ask me and to say like father uh do you have any bottles of water and i didn't have any bottles of water right there's no bottles of water right so that's happening on one side and then if you flip over a, a lady meets me after mass and says father i've got four cases of water do you know anybody who needs four cases of water and i'm sitting here going yes they just left and i am losing it because it's like how do these two people miss each other by just a fraction of an inch and it was absolutely uncanny that one group needed water bottles and another and a lady just shows up to drop off water. It's like, I'm just here to drop off water bottles. Does anybody need water bottles? We, we, and I think you guys ended up touching yeah. base with her. She we, found we, you guys. We were going to buy the water in Safeway. Right. When suddenly the lady appeared and said to us, the water is, is the water was there. The Lord provides. This is actually true. I always said to to all of us. Don't worry, the Lord provides because the on, Lord's going to make on, it happen. On, on right. Wednesdays, I go to DC too, and not only on Sundays. And on Wednesdays, uh, Jim asked me, "Do you have anything?" And I says, "Nope." But don't worry, the Lord will provide. And it's true. There is a lady from Philippines, 
and she prays with us before we go. Mm. Wow, mm -hmm. when she prays, I feel I feel like I am almost close to heaven. Mm -hmm. And then she provides it, and Jim provides it, and Mike mm -hmm. provides it, and everybody starts coming on Wednesdays, and sometimes they go with me too. Darrell, I don't know if you know about Darrell, but this guy is an angel. When he goes with me, he prays the... Uh, the rosary, mm -hmm. he also prays liturgy of the hours and he prays a lot of things with me and I says, oh my God, I wish this guy could come with me every day. <laughs> and what about Edith? Edith brings Edith brings uh, things of chili. She, she I mean, brings maybe four or something now. Chili, and it's hot chili. And uh, they, uh, Jim can tell you, uh, how is the chili going? <laughs> it goes. It goes fast. They like the chili. It goes fast. She makes the chili? Like she homemade makes chili. Homemade chili. She has, she, has, uh, she has two daughters, and they get up early on Sunday. And then they put this chili together, and they bring it over and drop it off so that we can take it at 8 o'clock. And when we take it into Washington, D.C., we line up, and that's the last thing people get a shot at is that they get to the chili because we make sure they have a sandwich so that yeah. they can have something later in the day, mm -hmm. and then they can have a chili if they want it immediately. And they and we have 48 of those. Mm -hmm. wow. And I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a true labor of love, and everybody loves the chili. We save four because there are four people that we know love our chili, so we always <laughs> save four, and they usually show up, and one gets it on the way out, and three others get it later on in the day. But Wow. It's. I, I want to add one comment, if I may, is that this to, to be an effective ministry, it's got to be organized. That's what John was saying. And one of the things that we do is that while we know God will provide, we don't want to put all the burden on God. We kind of want to share that responsibility. And when seasons come up like this winter season's coming up, we already know that there are people out there that need tents, that there are people out there that need blankets, there are people out there that need pillows and linen and stuff. Now, we we can't be all things to all people. So we do the best we can with what we get. I mean, we have a certain amount of money that we've contributed, each of us, to the ministry. And Father has contributed money to the ministry as well. And we go through that fairly quickly. And uh, I think this is uh, one of the things of God providing is that he uses the wonderful parish that we have here and makes programs like yours, allowing them to be more aware of exactly what's going on with that money that you may donate. Yeah. And Manuel doesn't like to collect the money, whereas I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he gets the in-kind stuff. I get the in-kind cash stuff. And then we put it, of course, we give it all to Ann. And then Ann basically reimburses us for tents, like John needs four tents and we need 10 blankets. Uh, you know, winter's going to be coming up very shortly. And People are already lining and asking for that. They need shoes. They need socks. Socks are a very hot commodity because they get them wet. Mm -hmm. But there are very few places for them to go where they can actually coin-operate a laundrette. There are very few places for them to go to get uh, a shower where they can clean themselves off. That's why we brought in hand sanitizer. Uh, from my own experience, uh, walking a couple Caminos, I realized that one of the things that you take for granted is toilet paper. And so as soon as we started offering toilet paper, that we went out as fast as we could put it on a table. Mm -hmm. So there are some very insundries of life that you have to have to survive out there. And we try to we try to lead. Manuel leads a prayer every morning when we, when we meet there. And he's not there, then John does, or I do, or Joe does, or otherwise. Uh, Jim Hustle does, does as well. So it's, uh, 
you know, it's a collaborative effort. I mean, we do it because we love what we do, but we love the fact that God's working through us. And we know that. We mm -hmm. know that this isn't just us working here mm -hmm. because we wouldn't have the means of doing it on our own individually. Yep. Right. Yeah. So it's a collectively, it's our group that as through God working through us. It's, it's, well, it's apt to say God yeah. works and in this, mysterious ways. Amen. And this has to be probably the easiest uh, the easiest way to get involved in a program ever. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was thinking, especially because you, you mentioned uh, a woman who gets involved with her daughters, mm -hmm. and that's something that they do at home. So maybe maybe the three of you can kind of expand yeah. uh, more practically. So, you know, you were mentioning the time commitment on Sundays. Yeah. If if Sundays doesn't work for parishioners mm -hmm. or if for whatever reason, how can people get involved behind the scenes at home? How can people contribute with kids of all different ages? Yeah. Um, so how, how no, can people get Involved. That's a good point. So one of the things that Jim, you know, kind of gave me the omni omni on to do is uh, to put together, um, you know, uh, uh, an organized schedule that we have that goes out to uh, all the folks that are part of the um, the ministry. We got about thirty to thirty five people now, and we have a sign up genius, so people can go on and they can select, you know, dates and what they can do. The big things are, you know, someone with a vehicle, we usually take about three to four people in with us on, on Sundays for helping hands. Um, Manuel does some stuff during the week with Jim as well. And then, um, yeah, you can select whatever you'd like to do. Um, we've had parents approach us with kids who are looking for service hours or, you know, just wanting to help. And so we, uh, we have those things available. We usually have folks come on Sunday mornings usually 7.50 to 8 o'clock after the 7 a.m. mass. Mm -hmm. If they can't, we have them drop off the supplies to Jim's house or my house or Manuel's or Joe's or Jim Husel. And so um, there's there's more than enough opportunity to, to help. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a matter of what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So if is it time, is it talent, or is it treasure, or is it all three, mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to, to do that. And so if you want to donate, you, we have uh, a donations um, a selection on the Nativity donation site. Mm -hmm. So you can donate treasure. If you want to make sandwiches with your children and say a rosary, yes. go for it. We love that. Do That's it. what we're doing. And if you have uh, talents and you want to come with us and you want to see some of these people up close, if you're a little bit scared or you're a little bit afraid, don't be afraid. They're not going to hurt you. They're wonderful, wonderful people. And I remember, John, yes. you were telling me when we first communicated that you always have at least two or three people yes. who yeah. are always present. So you always have yes. the buddy system. So safety is a priority. Safety when, is always a priority. When you all are down we, there. we will not go down with a minimum of three. We, we yes. now are going with like four. And we're actually trying to do two, uh, two groups of four with uh, one group going to Washington, D.C., and the other group, which uh, Manuel mentioned, is in Arlington, mm -hmm. where we go to help folks in the Arlington area. So, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic uh, opportunity. When, when Father Martin was uh, here, uh, we suggested, or I suggested, to have a project uh, done for the RCIA people, mm -hmm. and then the Lenten Appeal project appeared. It's a one time, uh, once a year, that the RCIA team gets together and do whatever we do every day that is good for them too so bringing some underwear and new underwear and stuff like that to homeless people in, in Washington DC they, they love doing that so it's like a, they're becoming Catholic and then we just try to teach them that this is part of what the Lord does you know we didn't get any reward uh, monetary reward we, because I really don't want to accept monetary donations except in in kind donations 
because there are too many people that are invisible that do not appear here, but they provide boiled eggs, they provide sandwiches, drinks, and sometimes I, I find this nice stuff in front of the of my house. Yeah. And clothes and stuff. Says, oh my God. So the Lord is the provider. So I think, too, a great lesson kind of from all of this, too. Now, most obviously what we do on our podcast is to sort of share the ministry and how it, it affects nativity here in Burke. But we do have listeners from other places. And yeah. I, I would just probably say the theme that I'm also getting from you from y'all is that God provides. And so so there has to be like a sort of a level of trust. If you're the kind of person that's like, oh boy, I wish we could get something like this involved in our church. Mm. Well, that, that little spark mm. might be the Lord just saying, hey, just get a couple of your friends, get some sandwiches, go find go find folks because yeah. they're around right i think no matter mm -hmm. where you are burke we're a, a relatively uh we're a relatively affluent area but there's still a need even here that you can't go anywhere in 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 the world where there isn't a need a need for somebody who could just use a sandwich and a conversation somebody who can be christ for you like uh like john said to keep us out of hell mm -hmm. but also somebody where we can go and see christ right and yeah. be christ for them I have an example of that, Father. Thanks for mentioning it because I, my daughter lives in Huntington Beach, California. Sure. And when I was there, she said, Dad, there are no homeless people here. And I said, just come with me. So he drove me and we brought the chicken. And then there was a man panhandling in the corner. And the moment I, she stopped and I just gave him the chicken, the woman stopped panhandling, took his bike and went forward to give the chicken to his family. So he oh, was wow. panhandling because he needed food. So she saw it and says, oh, that you And I found many people, uh, veterans, inclusive, over there. But I have people in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. I have people, I have found people in, in, in Watergate Hotel. Mm -hmm. So rich areas that you don't even think that mm -hmm. people live over there, but they live over there and they, they, they are in need. Mm -hmm. The need is great and it just takes somebody to be able to stand up and mm -hmm. say, you know, here I am, Lord, send me. Mm -hmm. And and have a nice side because I, I, I appreciate my, my wife sometimes says, me, you look at that. And and my parents is one who has now learned about the Lord that says, oh, you, you did that also, Joe. Joe is funding, is trying to get the same group going uh, in St. Raymond. Mm -hmm. That is very sure. close oh, to nice. nativity. So there's nice, there's nice people that the Lord puts in, in their hearts to do that. Like Mother Teresa said, I hope that the Jesus in me will meet the Jesus in you. Yeah. So, and, and, and the journalist asked her, uh, what do you get from that? You don't get any reward. And she says, I got joy. Mm. Joy. Right. And though I went yeah. to confession with Father Wilson, and Father Wilson says, try to be Jesus for others and yourself. And then I said, this is joy. The J stands for Jesus, the O stands for others, and the Y for yourself. Mm. So that's joy. I love it. Wow. Love it. If I could just yeah. make one comment, that we are not the only ones that are doing this. So there are other churches that we find when we go down there. There are Muslim churches, there are Presbyterian churches, there are Baptist churches. And everybody's there for the same reason, is to mm -hmm. share their peace of God with their communities. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've gotten to know a number of those individuals, and it's it's a wonderful thing to watch this all happening. Now, they, they're down there doing it once a, once a month. Whereas we're doing it 
every week. So the people have us as kind of the base level. Mm-hmm. And then they come in with the really nice stuff. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but nonetheless, everybody understands that we're all there for one purpose. And that is not for our purpose, for his purpose. Amen. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Jim, because uh, I was going to give an example after Father Bresnahan was suggesting that if you, if you don't live in the Burke, Virginia area or the D.C. area, that you can still do this. Because I actually did some work like this uh, just a little bit when I was in high school. I went to a public high school in Montgomery. County, Maryland, and we had like a non-denominational Christian group. And um, one of the one of the things that we did, we only did this like a couple of times, but we kind of went out in pairs or, or threes, and we did exactly what you guys do. We prepared like lunches and sandwiches and water bottles. I think we might have added sunscreen. It must have been like the summer yeah. or something, just basic necessities. And I don't think we had too much of a plan. We were high schoolers. Mm-hmm. So we just we just went to like DuPont or Chinatown or yeah. something and just found someone who was just sitting by themselves alone who looked like maybe they were thirsty and just walk up and introduce ourselves. So we just started up a conversation. So I just wanted to affirm Father Bresnahan's point that you you don't need to have a full ministry in place to do this kind of work yeah so and and i'm also speaking as a young woman too you know and there there is that kind of inherent fear of i don't i don't want to approach anybody who looks strange or looks different than me you know go in pairs bring bring someone with the opposite sex with you whatever makes you feel more comfortable um but this work is definitely doable Mm -hmm. that's a great point and the joy that manuel mentioned is that i think that you know it's the the need to have that every Mm -hmm. week and when you when we do this, you know, and we see others who are giving us food and water, everybody's got a smile on their face. Everybody's mm-hmm. happy. It's like it's it's like bliss. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's when you feel that that's divine. That's Christ in us that is just, you know, and, and Edith, God bless her, a great example. Every week she's bringing 48 chilies. And when we see her in the yes. car, she's got a smile on her face and it's like just beaming. Because mm-hmm. she's so happy in her heart, she knows that what she's doing is is important. It's Christ doing it through her. Mm-hmm. So. Last weekend, Edith uh, talked to me on Saturday, and she said, "I'm so sorry, I will not be able to provide these chilies <laughs> on Sunday because I needed some stuff. But if I don't show up, you forgive me. But if I sh- if I, I I show up, it's because I I found the uh, thing that I needed to do the chili." So she's always kissed. And also for confirmation hours. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. taken many people from Nativity and mm-hmm. and, and, and in the, cate- the catechesis too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as the parents are with them mm-hmm. and there is yeah. a virtuous people sure, train, sure. Mm-hmm. they can go and do this. And I just said, for example, to the women, just stay a little bit uh, because there are a lot, bunch of uh, men, right? <coughs> stay a little bit uh, out, but just you help and talk and stuff and and for children too just to be safe but they have done it and they love it mm-hmm. wow well, i'm so glad you said that Matt. god wow. does some god does some amazing things all right well we have one question for you guys we've talked about our work out in the world uh, and i really appreciated what manuel said because it's like god is the one that does this providing god inspires us we see god in the work that we do but we get nourished by him somewhere we get nourished by him right here in uh, nativity catholic church and I, we've noticed this thing mary and i have noticed this thing about most of us as catholics is we become creatures of habit Mm-hmm. And uh, so the question that I want to share with you guys is since like we all worship in the same space, but we all are creatures of habit, where is your pew? 
where do you sit in the church? That's a good question. Um, if I'm lecturing, I have to sit up for it. Sure. <laughs> right, yeah. right. But no, we, we love to just um, kind of we, we come with our whole family. So we look for what's available. But when we do have the choice, we like to sit closer to the front just because we want to enjoy the mass. We want our kids to kind of experience it and having it, you know, right in front of them, I think is is um, so exciting to be able to see the word and listen to the word and and receive Christ and in, in his body and his blood. It's just um, wonderful to be right there in the center. And um, yeah, that's what we like to say. Front and center. Nice. <laughs> I yeah. can usually see you because you're, you're kind of in like my line of sight when I photograph it's on that, Sundays. That bald Did head you? That gleams off of the. Well, light no, but there. you. Well, that too. <laughs> but your, your whole beacon. family is there. Did you know, John, that your kids are the hands that are together on the 50, 50 banners? Oh, my goodness. Did I you did realize that? that? You have to They're show your me kids. That. I have a picture of, of oh, your cool. kids. Uh, they, were, they were doing the Our Father. And Good. I don't know if your kids were like having just a fun time with it but they yeah. like your boys like shot their hands straight up in the air and i was yeah. like oh that's a really cool <laughs> shot and father bob loves that picture so oh, much so that awesome. they're on the banners in our in our parking lot oh my goodness i have to see that <laughs> they're famous that's right <laughs> i just had, just had to share that you think they shower that morning that the hands were clean so that's good <laughs> thanks mary i gotta check yeah. that out jim where do you sit fourth pew center aisle usually because i'm i'm rushing to get to church because i have to do a bunch of things in the morning and then I'm always either right on time or a little bit late so rather than trace to the center of the church I'll usually he and I are arriving about the same time <laughs> so we have our own special place that we go but we also publicly go to the center aisle so. center aisle fourth pew I like it Manuel where do you sit and uh, when he says uh, Sunday mass we sit uh, close to the chorus but because we we come uh, on Saturday evenings to the Sunday Mass to have the Sunday free. But when it's everyday Mass, I hide. I hide from everybody. I went to the crying room. The cry room, yeah. <laughs> but it gives you a place of peace, a place of uh, yeah. a place, a place away from the group. Makes yeah. sense. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Just everybody's got their pew, right? Everybody's got right. their place. That's it's right. their thing, gentlemen. We are so grateful for having you guys uh, on. With Your ministry you. is you, amazing. Um, we hope it continues to grow, and I hope that for all the people who listen, they that it, it translates into somebody asking uh, or somebody saying, "Hey, how can I help?" And the answer is. You can help with whatever it is that you have. Whatever you have, we need. Yeah, and you can find awesome. more information about the No Hands But Yours ministry on the Nativity Parish Burke website. Um, if you click on Ministries, it's in the top tabs. You just go down. It's probably under Service uh, somewhere, but you can definitely find uh, the Sign Up Genius that John mentioned. You can find like a specific list of most needed items. And again, this is something that you can get your whole family involved in, or if you're someone who's retired or at home, this is something that anybody can get involved in yeah. whether you're in person or behind the scenes so feel free to check it out nativityparishburg.org i just want to say something else I, I feel sorry because i didn't mention all of the people who have helped us mm. along this uh, journey uh, but we know that the lord is with you and i used to call it the ministry of the mics because all of the people called mike were helping me <laughs> after my prayer in saint michael the archangel and i didn't notice it until i found that all of the people helping me was called mike <laughs> but praise the lord uh it has grown up and i have a nice recruiter and a nice uh, partner because uh, mike Harris was with me almost every day like he can and he 
buys uh, lots of stuff that we provide to people. And Joe is the recruiter because he has recruited too many people in the prayer group. <laughs> and he's now creating this group in St. Raymond. Mm -hmm. And he is a saint. I believe that he, probably all of these uh, people who have helped us, women and men, are really blessed by the Lord yeah. because her heart has been transformed as, as happened to me too. And so we hope that the Lord will continue in this journey, uh, helping us to be close to him mm -hmm. and the Virgin Mary too. Amen. Amen. That's the thank best you. we can ask for. Thank you, Father, and thank you, thanks to you, all of you. Yes, thank you so well, we are so glad. Thank like I said, we're glad to have you guys. Mary, uh, We, I mean, we're talking about all the different people we're grateful for. I'm grateful for you. Oh, I'm thanks grateful for, for you, Father. And friends, if this is any indication, we've got a heck of a season ready yeah, for you do. guys. So uh, tune in next time. And until then, be assured of our prayers for you. Please continue to keep us in your prayers. Thank you, and God bless you. Amen.